Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we got a great one for you. In fact, we've got one coming back. Yes, a returning guest, Jesse G, <clears throat> known for hard driving songs like Timeless, Army Ranger, and whatever this is. Her newest release dives Hi, deep How into heart, longing, pain, and joy. Jesse co-wrote Rainbow Lullaby with Gwen Sebastian after several miscarriages, a string of COVID canceled tour dates, and the feeling of losing her identity. She credits the song as saving her. She and her husband are due with their first child, a girl, the first week of December. And we're going to talk about yes, all that and, and then more. some. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's definitely our pleasure. So yes. I like to start the show out the same way. And and mm -hmm. I guess COVID affected you a little different than a lot of people because a lot of issues have come up. But let's go there. Um, how has COVID affected you? And what have you done this past 18 months to kind of maneuver through this? I mean, when COVID and the pandemic hit, it was kind of like, you know, no one knew what to do. And we didn't know what to expect. It went from, oh, it'll be a two-week lockdown to you know, the next year or so affected with no shows and canceling dates. And um, it was really hard. It really, uh, it really affected me personally and mentally a, a lot. Um, you know, I mean, you, you have this sense of what your year is going to be as an artist and you have shows lined up and you have all this work and you kind of project like what your income will be for the year. And, um, you know, to have all that taken away and just not, really know what the future of it is, is a very scary thing. So when all that happened, it was like, I felt like I lost the sense of who I was and my identity. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just a crazy thing that I hadn't ever really felt like before, because, you know, there's always some, we always have some control over what's going on. And in that yeah. moment, it was like, we didn't have any control. So it was really difficult for me personally and mentally. And then around that same time, my husband and I found out we were pregnant and um, at the time it was like really exciting news and we almost felt like, oh, it was meant to be like, you know, the show's yeah. got canceled and stuff, but we can focus on our pregnancy. And um, mm -hmm. we got really excited and imagined what the future of that was going to be and uh, being parents and just getting used to um, just getting used to the thought of having, you know, this little baby in our lives. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and then, and then that was um, shortly after that, that was also taken away from us. And that, wow. that you know, piled on top of everything that had already happened was the hardest, hardest thing that I've ever been through. Um, it's, I, you know, my husband could say the same thing. It was weird because it was like, you know, you don't really know how to handle it. You don't really want to talk about it because yeah. it's a yeah. that's really hard to talk about and it's actually right. a lot more common than you think um but you don't know that until you start leaning on your friends and and you start asking other moms and you know hey this happened to me and then all of a sudden you hear it happened to them also so it was really hard because we got hit back to back with that because right afterward yeah. we were like let's you know let's try to have another baby and mm -hmm. um so, you know, we tried again and then, and then we had another miscarriage and it was wow. farther along that time. And it was just it's very, like back to back. Um, yeah. it was hard. And, you know, it was one of those moments where I had to like look inward and I was so broken from 
everything going on at the time that I had to really think about like how to heal from losing two babies and also how to just focus on healing, focus on my faith, focus on finding out how to get better, get through it. And so I just, man, I tried to take my health in my own hands. I tried to, um, I reached out to a holistic doctor and a fertility uh, women's health coach doctor. And, you know, she helped me reset my diet and do all these things that really helped because what you put into your body also affects your mind and it affects, you know, you. And so it was really a blessing that, you know, I was able to work with this lady and totally reset my eating habits and then work out every day, focus on meditating, um, Mm -hmm. focus on just being super mindful every day, waking up and being like, what's going to make me happy? What's going to what's going to get me through this day. And when I felt overwhelmed or so sad because of the traumatic experiences we had been through, mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would, I had finally tools to be able to deal with um, the trauma. I had tools and yeah. yeah. a way for me to like, just a way for me to um, help the healing process. And then pretty soon the healing process, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but little by little, it does happen. And, um, one day I felt strong enough to talk about it. And I was going to Nashville, Tennessee to write songs with a a co-writer, Gwen Sebastian. Um, he's an amazing artist, singer, songwriter, Mm -hmm. amazing, um, amazing writer. And so, uh, we had a couple glasses of wine during our (laughs) co-writing and I just opened up, you know, I was just like the floodgates opened up. It all came out and um, it was a really big healing moment for me personally. Um, And she just listened and she took it in and she was there for me. I actually stayed the night at their house and it was just a really, a really great healing night. Um, And then the next day I got a message from her and she's like, Hey, like, I think you need to hear what I've started. It's an amazing. Yeah. It's like, your story last night, I just can't get it out of my head. And I went on a walk and this is kind of what I have. She sent me what the start of Rainbow Lullaby was. And I was in my car, I started listening to it and I just cried and cried and cried. And I just, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then um, I went back with it and I was like, hey, I have like some changes to make the song actually, you know, more, our story and, yeah. um, and we worked on it for another like month or so we added a lot of things into it changed some things and that helped in healing too it did it was it was one of those things where i had to really be careful what time of the day i was working on the song i had to really be careful mm-hmm. um like afterward to do some meditating and like just really be good to my mental health through it yes. and, but you know, I feel very blessed that I have that to honor and remember my angel babies by. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll always be here with me and in my mm-hmm. music. And, um, yeah. And, uh, man, I just, I just feel and now happy. about to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see it. I guess I could stand up, but yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, congrats. <laughs> yes. So what was your first thought when you found out you were pregnant again? 
it's you go through a lot of things well personally not everybody goes through the same experiences i'm sure but uh i went through a lot of anxiety at first because i just was like all right this is not i'm not my past my past right. doesn't need to repeat itself um mm -hmm. and i had put so much work into my health and my mental health and i was eating healthy and i knew that i had everything the strength that i needed to provide um, for a healthy pregnancy. So I just, mm -hmm. every day I would just keep repeating that stuff to myself and be positive. And of course, you know, you worry about every little thing. Like, uh, yeah. You know, how can you, like, not? I'm sure any small pain you might've had, you're like, Oh, uh, uh. yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, question everything. Yeah. My poor holistic doctor, like I would message her probably every day. Oh, <laughs> yes. And you no, know, I just was very, very blessed that I had my husband's strength there with me and he has been, oh my gosh, he's been such a rock through all of this. And, um, you know, really just relying on God too. And just being like, Hey, this is my, what is your plan for in me? your hands? It is in yeah. your hands. Yeah. And you know, it took us six months to tell people that we were pregnant because oh, wow. yeah, I just right. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to say it until I just mm -hmm. was, we were at that. What moment. was that like when you made it to the six month mark? And you're like, okay, this may be actually happening this time. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was such an amazing feeling because I knew that this is a healthy pregnancy. This baby's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know? And um, it, it was, there's so many emotions. I, <laughs> um, but I've never been so blessed in my life. Like I know when I hold her in my arms for the first time, I'm never going to be happier. And I already love her more than I've ever loved anything. And my husband too. And, you know, and she's not even physically here yet. Well, she yeah. is physically here, but, you know, but when she's out in the world, I know it's going to be, I know it's just going to be the best thing that ever happened to our lives. So, um, but yeah, announcing that we announced that for the first time actually on stage at a festival, which oh, was wow. Like, oh, wow. yeah, I wrote a song about uh, I call it this is just being funny, getting knocked up and hitched, and I <laughs> oh, a very it. like tongue in cheek, like, yes, uh, and we, we call it took the wheels off the trailer, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny, and yes. it's, it's my grandma's favorite song, which is so lovely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, we'll probably end up recording it. But I wrote a song, you know, to kind of announce it to be cute and funny. And uh, people pick up right away that, oh, you're pregnant again. Did people what? Pick up right away that, oh, you're pregnant again. Yeah, I made a couple because I was like at that point pretty visibly like okay. okay yeah <laughs> so i made a point to like make some subtle jokes about it <laughs> and yeah. then by song number five we did the the gender reveal on stage and we found oh, out it was a baby girl oh, oh wow oh congratulations so they got the experience with yes, the fans you know, got the whole the thing that yeah it was oh that's amazing it was super special and it was in my home state so i got to have a lot of family in the audience and um, we made shirts and koozies that said it's a girl. So it was really special. Wow. So let's go back a little bit. Um, we, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I'd like to go deeper than that. When did it click? This could actually be a career for you. You know, I think it's never just one moment. I think it's always little by little <laughs> things happen. Um, there are like a lot of 
huge moments in time that uh, happened that I would say were kind of like aha moments where I was like, wow, this mm -hmm. is, I'm doing this for real. Um, but when I was a little girl, that's all I wanted to do was just be a rock star, be a country music artist, you know, or I wanted to like play sports professionally. Like I wanted to do something that I felt like was super big and fulfilling. And then um, when I was in middle school, I had a great mentor and music teacher that took me under his wing and he took me to all these jazz festivals and um, I would always win these competitions um, every time I'd sing by myself solo, I would win first place. And oh, wow. so I knew that I had something special, you know, when I was young mm -hmm. and then I just kept honing in on that talent, but I kept living life and I kept being a kid, you know, I played three sports and, um, you know, just did all the things I, I wasn't so crazy focused on music until, uh, probably senior year of high school. And then I got a scholarship to go to college for music. And that was a big moment where I did think to myself, like, wow, this could be um, this could yeah. be a career, you know, oh, wow. and yeah. graduated college with a music degree. Very grateful I did that because I learned a lot of skills that would later add to my songwriting and uh, my vocal performance, um, just skills and stuff. And um, after college, I heard about this battle of bands competition and the two if you were going to win it you got to open up for Gretchen Wilson and Gretchen Wilson was somebody who I admired like all growing up so mm -hmm. I put all my eggs in that basket and I was like we're going to win this thing I'm going to meet her we're going to be friends you know I manifested all of it yes <laughs> and uh yeah so that's what happened we we went in there guns blazing um opened up uh what competition got to open up for Gretchen wow. then mm -hmm. after the Gretchen show um you know I'm pretty brave especially after some adult <laughs> beverages uh, <yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went backstage and I uh just asked her I was like hey Gretchen can me and my family come hang out and she was so cool she's just like hey yeah come on yeah, come be on bold, right yes right and so uh we went and we hung backstage with her for like a few hours her and I finished some Jack Daniels and we just sang all night long. And, you know, I just asked her like, Hey, I want to, I want to do this for real. Like, how do I get to where you are? And she wow. was like, you need to move to Nashville. And so that's what I did. I packed up my nice. car. I sold a bunch of crab and tuna because my family were commercial fishermen okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh, saved up some money and drove myself four days from Oregon out to Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah, here I am. That's, it's been a it's been an amazing ride. Wow, I love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people they see the glory of like what you do of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to the big level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that. And and I'm sure, and it was of course even harder now with after COVID and all mm -hmm. that. So let's take a few moments just talk about that the sacrifices and struggles you've had to make to get to where you are even today yeah i mean the saying um if it was easy everybody'd do it that's, like, <laughs> that's right every time someone talks about everybody it. tries a lot of people <laughs> try and then they learn real quick okay this is not me yeah <laughs> exactly and i you know i i love that saying because it's so true like I like to, when people are like talking about my job or asking 
you know, or trying to make me feel like my career is less than, I always tell them like, okay, draw me a picture. Now I want you to take that picture. I want you to go stand on the side of the road and try to convince even one person to buy that picture from you. Go. Mm-hmm. And I want to just be like, you have art, you put that art out there and then you're asking people to uh, keep providing for you to keep making that art, to be able to go on tour. Mm-hmm. It's very hard and the struggle, yeah, the struggle is real. Like most of the time, 90% of the time, you're in a car, on a bus, on a plane, um, only an hour to two hours are you actually on stage performing, doing what you love. So you got to think about that. Yeah, the work is when you're not on stage. Yes. Yes. And the work is all the weeks, hours, months, blood, sweat, and tears that it took to write that song, make that album, and then all the little songs that end up building your career it takes years and years and that's why they call it a 10-year town like there's no way you can do that in one year and make yeah, those relationships right, yeah. and so yeah it's it's a struggle and you know when you get there people aren't always the nicest to you like sometimes mm-hmm. you get there and you're not treated very well and then you got to go on mm-hmm. stage and smile for everybody because i'm sure people in the audience some every now and then you have a troll in the audience Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I have some stories. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, One time we were doing like a very patriotic song and someone Uh came up to the stage and was like flipping me off and it was really scary, but he was like really drunk. And I don't know if he was prior service and like there was just not something good going on or something, but um, I was like a legitimate, like worried that I was going to have to get security involved mm. but wow. uh That's yeah things scary. like that are scary um mm-hmm. but for the most part people if you're being like genuine on stage and you're being yeah, real and tell. you are people mm-hmm. love it tell so if you're being fake people can see that right away so Absolutely. you just always you got to think about that like people are great at sensing heart and soul and and mm-hmm. and just being genuine and authentic like you talking about the work and all that, you know, we definitely get what you mean. I mean, our work is a little different than yours, but you know, we go through a lot, you know, we, we enjoy this 30 to 40 minutes that yes, we have. This is the fun part. This is yeah. the fun part. This is where I thrive. You know, yeah. I get on there. I love to talk anyway. And then, and then it's like before and after it's like the planning of each thing, the making sure that I've, even though I usually don't use it anyway, <laughs> I still yeah, have my guide yeah. and, and then it's like, you know, you're emailing all these people back and forth, back and forth. And, and sometimes many, most times it's a no, um, not right now. We'll pat now, granted uh, of the bigger artists and actors and all that, what, what we've learned is the PR companies used to just say flat out. No, now they're saying now's not the right time. So like, okay, they're good. I'll point to they're Santa. Look, better, they're getting yeah. better here. <laughs> It just takes time. Because I email, I email all the time, time. But again, we wouldn't have had all, we're almost 500 interviews now mm-hmm. since January 2020. Good job, guys. That's that's a lot of work. It's amazing. That's, it's it's been a lot, and you know, some there there are, I mean, and I know you feel this way too. There are days where we have an interview, and I I just don't. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> but. We get on there, we do our thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it comes out to be one of the best, best out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird that that's the way it works. But when 
when you don't want to do it and you do it anyway, usually that becomes some of your best shows. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's just that uh, part of the brain that's, you know, not the like surface part, but the, the mm -hmm. back part that yeah. yes, people actually right. want to hear talk. I don't know. <laughs> 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 now, as you know, you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. They so take do. a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. I mean, man, my family has been since day one, such a team. I've, I'm so blessed. A lot of people don't have that support from their family. Um, my husband, he's my biggest fan. And oh, wow. man, when I write a song, I get excited to show him. And I still get excited to perform in front of him. And I love that. You know, we've been together for a long time. And it's it's so really cool. And, um, you know, he's even thinking about when he gets out of the military, like maybe he could do something in music. Like that would make him be able to be on the road with me and the baby. And mm -hmm. so, we, you know, we've talked about that. Um, so he's obviously the biggest one and my dad, mom, brother, sister, grandparents, like since day one, they've always been, they've always like kept me believing in me. Like those days where, you know, for the most part, we believe in ourselves and we know the goal and we know our strength, yeah. but like the days when you don't have it and they're the ones who pick you up and they're the ones who, Make sure you know that, you know, you're good enough. You got this. Um, besides that, you know, Gretchen Wilson. Um, and y'all became friends now. Yeah. You manifested yes. that. Yeah, man. She's like, she was in my <laughs> wedding. She was my maid of honor. She, uh, she's been such a huge part of my life. I'm actually just about to go to Nashville. Don't tell my doctor. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's helping throw me a baby shower tomorrow. Wow. Um and, uh, you know, I'm just, man, I'm blessed. She did so much for me when I moved to town and she's taken me on tour for years and she's doing a little break herself right now. And yeah. um, she's got her own thing going on, but, uh, she'll always be in my life no matter what musically and personally. And, um, anytime I write a song, I send it to her and I'm like, Hey, tell me what you think. And we're hoping when she's ready for interviews again, we can get her on the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's a good talker. She's way better than me. <laughs> she's taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so many people, a lot of, a lot of people that Gretchen introduced me to Craig Campbell, who set this up. He's amazing. Oh, yes. And it's, it's funny awesome. because his name, Craig Campbell, and then you've got Craig Campbell. Right? <laughs> oh, right. And then there's a singer, Craig Campbell. I always wonder guys. if that like helps him or confuses people. Like <laughs> it probably yes. does both. I bet probably sometimes some when both, he yeah. emails people as Craig Campbell, they're probably, Oh, I'm dealing with Craig Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. And Bob Mitchell, uh, He's an amazing guy. I don't know if you guys have met him. He was a big radio guy and he's a uh, man. He's been so much help in so many ways. There's so many people at my band there, you know, it does take a team. It takes a village. It, it does. You can't do this on your own. And when people think there's only room for one at the top, <clears throat> that's the wrong attitude to have. There's room for lots at the top. There's only and, one. And you know, and again, everybody don't have to be the Blake Shelton. You know, yeah. they, they can be the Cody Johnson that's growing, you know, they totally. can, you know, yeah. they can be the Absolutely. rising, you know, cause there's a lot of people I, we know people that are in this full time. They are not with a label, um, but, but they call their own shots. They're right. making They're more working. money than they yeah. never imagined. Mm -hmm. 
and they're doing it their way. Totally. Doing what they love. Yeah. Totally. You're the only you that there is. So it's, you know, no one can be that if you're, if you're being that, you know, mm -hmm. so. And, and again, you know, like with us, you know, we've been married 19 years and, and, um, and we've always done marriage our way, you know, we've, yeah. we, yep. we've been done things different, you know, 24 yeah. seven couple since day one, pretty much no. um, yeah. people of every year we hear people, Oh, y'all are unhealthy and this and that. And and, and, and it's crazy because a lot of the people that, ha that say that usually a couple years later, they're divorced yes. and we're still here. And, and so now when yeah. somebody starts to say that, I don't say this, but I, I think in my mind, you better not say this because yeah. it's a bad ending for people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's called being judgmental and no one should be like that. Like, exactly. Because yeah, I don't yeah. preach that people should live oh, the no. kind of marriage we live. I mean, we know we have something special here on the way we live it. And we found a way to build a life around that. for us. And yeah. it works for us. I'm not saying it worked for everybody, right. but I still believe that people should spend more time together, though. Oh, I, do, yeah. I will say that. <laughs> that's, that's how you create a bond and that's how you stay strong. And no, I agree completely. That's what I'm trying to get my husband out in the road with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look at like all the big artists, you know, that's the, that was always their ultimate goal to get their spouses. Once they get to that one point, get their spouses where they can go with them and they can do this together. Yeah, I mean, and the whole family travels. Then. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of family and family whole yes. business, you know, we have a third co-host, as you do. know, a little nine year old that we let come on the show. So yes. Sandy's going go to go get, get him. Ask yes. a few questions. And Aww, then, when, last time you were on, I think he only asked one question. Now he asked three. He's up to three. Oh, yeah. yay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I forget what he asked me last time. It'll be the first question he asked this time because he still always <laughs> asks the food one. <laughs> that was his last year question. Now this year he's got a couple more and it's been pretty cool. And wow. um, we and as you know, we got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too. Because you know, this is really fun for us. And we don't, you know, we hope that this becomes a Bobby Bone show, a Kelly Clarkson show, or something one day. But we also know it can end tomorrow. So we're just enjoying this while the ride is happening. Oh, and that's what you gotta do. You just gotta do it for the fun and um just you know, love being a part of it. Hey, what's up, bud? Hi, JC. I mean, Jesse G. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Tongue twister. Yeah. yeah. My favorite food, I don't know if I said this last time, but <laughs> can I pick brownies? Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, turtle brownies with some caramel on them. I would eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And yours? Mine is pizza. Pizza. That ain't changed. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because it was, it has been pizza the whole since we started the show. So that yes. <laughs> I love it. Pepperoni pizza? Uh, yeah, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. He's got three different. Meat eater. I like it. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a meat eater. Yes. <laughs> so, what's your favorite TV show? Right now, I'm on a narcos kick. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you should watch that yet. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe in like. Maybe in like 10 years. <laughs> what about you on tours, bud? Mine is SpongeBob. Nice. And, and you know what's been cool about this show is because we, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows that because we do artists and actors now on the show, mm -hmm. that we've been able to bring a lot of people from his shows on the show too. 
<laughs> so cool. And, and you know, I'm sitting there thinking, God, I wish this would have been when I was little. You know, no. Because <laughs> at this point, he don't realize the uh, the privilege this has been. One day he will, but you know, he don't realize that you know that what you know, this is just normal to him. I think about that all the time. How I'm going to raise our little girl to like know the appreciation she has around the music <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to do because when they're always around it but you know sometimes you're like well that you don't want to take away their excitement either because again if you say try you try to that's why i don't really push on how i was like you know what he'll get older and he'll figure this out that yeah. oh wow this not every kid got to do this nope yep you're a lucky boy <laughs> <laughs> so what's a very movie Hmm, that's a good one because I've not been watching movies in the past couple of years. I'm always watching TV shows. Oh wow! Uh, I'm gonna throw it back to the Patriot. Um, uh, I love war movies. They make me really sad and I cry. And my husband's in the military, so it's not good for me to watch them. But I don't think there's anything better than them. And I just really love that movie. What's yours? Mine is Minions movie. Nice. He's even got the that. shirt. Yes. <laughs> Woo! That's cool. Yeah. I guess I gotta watch it. Yeah. yeah so they got the Despicable Me, Despicable Me Two, the Minions movie, all and all, Despicable Me Three, and the uh, and Despicable Me Three. I love that. <laughs> and they got one coming, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Despicable Me Four. Or, or no, the <laughs> Minions, the Minions, the Rights of Group. Oh, right. <laughs> he knows it all. Well, I'm going to have my hands full with lots of movies like that soon. So we're going to wait until she's old enough. And then, yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm going to have a baby in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Nate. Bye. Thank you for the questions. Go eat some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he lo he loves doing this show, and he really loves it that we're videoed too. And it's it's funny. Recently, we you know one of his favorite new artists is Calista Clark. Oh, cool! And it was really cool that we were able to get her on recently. Oh yes, a couple um, of weeks back. And, and, and I, when when we finally actually got the approval and got the booking, I told I was like, "Look, Chris, we got guess who we got?" And yes, because <laughs> he's always playing Calista Clark. Oh my god, I love her her single right now. It's great. Oh, yeah, and what's yeah. funny is, you know, when we interviewed her, you could tell she was a little shy. It's like they were smart, you know, with her and her look, you know, even she admits that, you know, she might be 18, but she looks 12, 13. And, and so they were really smart on the song they picked to be that first big uh, release yes, because they old, needed that power, that women empowerment. empowerment yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, it worked. Seeing her, I thought she was younger than listening to her. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. So, mm -hmm. um, Hi, uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Oh, man. Inspiration <laughs> comes from so many places for me. I, I don't just listen to country. Um, I listen to a lot of rock and roll. I listen to a lot of pop music. I like today's mm -hmm. hits. Uh, anytime Adele puts anything out, I'm always so excited. Um, she is amazing. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love her single. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, my inspirations go all the way back from, like, Aerosmith to the Dixie Chicks, to um, Hart, um, Pat Benatar, and then, you know, Adele, Sarah Bareilles, um, all those really soulful. I would say, like, if the singer has soul in their voice and they got that grit, <laughs> I'm usually 
that's usually my go-to when I'm when I'm listening. I I like some quiet and uh, flighty music, but like for the most part, I like a heavy beat, rocking, soulful, bluesy, that kind of stuff. So awesome. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Oh man. I, I guess a really good live show. Um, yeah. You can't you, you can't really fake any of that like you can in the that's studio. True. In the studio, you can because that's what Garth is known for. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, yeah his live show. Yes, absolutely, great show, and he's so good at connecting with the audience and and talking on stage. And I'm always mm -hmm. looking for ways to like connect because there's a difference between like having lots of lights and a fog machine and stimulation and actually like having an audience in the palm of your hands and yeah, reading their, all their minds, you mm -hmm. know? And yeah. So I, I guess it's probably that and just writing songs <coughs> that help, help people's lives, you know, like rainbow mm -hmm. lullaby. Like, I hope that's healing for people. Yes. I hope, you know, I hope timeless is somebody's wedding song. Um, I hope, you know, I hope that my music can bring good things to people's lives. So and, you know, you're talking about the connect. And I love what you said there about how there's a difference between connecting and just singing on stage and all that. Because I remember the story that Gabby Barrett's dad, I'm Facebook friends with him, but Gabby Barrett's oh. dad told that back years ago, because she went 10 years before all the idol happened. And a lot of people don't realize that. She's you know, yeah. like any other artist. She worked her guts out. Yeah, some people think know? she's overnight. <laughs> and then she's not. But, but he said that, that he said girls can be so mean um, out there and, you know, they're there to see the artists after her. So they would be with their arms all crossed when she's up and they're on their phones and they're doing whatever, just chit chatting. And he said it was just he said it's just the amazing thing that Gabby would get into about his her second song or so. And and all of a sudden you see these some of these girls are like starting to open up a little bit they but you could tell they still don't want to give gabby that credit Guarded still. and then by the end of gabby's set he'd say they're all into the music and all that and so <laughs> she made that connection so i definitely see what you mean it, it takes that, that connection to to make it on that stage i love that yeah as a girl as a woman it's for some reason there's that thing because <clears throat> Most guys can kind of just come up there and start singing and, yes. you know, not really. I mean, they, they do deal with it, but I feel like as a woman, yeah. you deal with it. There's that stigma there. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why, because, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's, so it's like, great it, you know, it's like a guy can have some mm -hmm. pitchiness to him. Yeah. And everybody will still love him. Yeah. The girl has any pitchiness to She's her and that, that's what they focus harsher. on. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, it's not just like, it's not just like country radio. It's, it, it's, I mean, it's amazing. You watch Facebook and, and, and you see this and you're like, man, the women, they have so many demons they have to fight in this entertainment world. It's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you stronger in the end. And, right. you know, I mean, whatever, if it's going to make me better later, sure, <laughs> put it on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that attitude. Love it. If you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Oh, if anything that this last year and a half has shown us, it's that, you know, anything can change. Things 
can be taken, uh, jobs can be lost, lives, um, so many things. Live each day, do what you love, you know, just don't stop chasing your dreams. Find something that fulfills you and makes you happy, set your soul on fire. Just find something like that. Don't give up on it. Um, and thank you for helping me chase my dreams to all my fans. Um, you guys are the reason why I'm able to do this and have be on the Kristen Sandy show and just, you know, it's just, I'm so blessed and I, I never forget that. I always remember that. And, uh, and I'm here for you guys, even though sometimes I don't get back to my messages very well. Um, I'm here for you and, um, yeah, we're going to hit it so hard next year. So I better see everybody out on the road. That sounds great. Yeah. So if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, that's a good one. There's so many. Um, can I pick a couple? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to yeah, pick one that's here and one that's not here. Uh, okay. Oh, both of mine were here. Sarah <laughs> Brellis. I love oh, Sarah's. I love, I love, I feel like mm -hmm. she just, her songwriting style is so amazing. And it's not your typical, like country is a lot of like, they say furniture in the room, storytelling kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She's more like metaphorical and the way yeah. she, I just love, I love her so much. Um, and maybe like Alanis Morissette or somebody oh, more that like, would be awesome. yeah. Or like Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, like mm -hmm. some hard rock and guitars in there. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'll stop there. <laughs> so who's an artist that you like out there that you, that you would love that if they had one of your songs, like if they sang one of my songs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Man, you know, I really like Dua Lipa now in the pop world. Oh, we love her. Um, <laughs> I think she would do great singing a country song. Oh, wow. Um, that would, that would yeah. be interesting. Would. I think her voice is just awesome. super. Yeah, because we like her and Ava Max. We like yeah. those. Yeah, that's Me too. Favorite. Anything they, we actually considered that for a baby name. I was like, oh, Ava, that's cute. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, those, Ava for sure too. And she could do a country so yeah, I feel like I can see that. Yeah, or Definitely. maybe I can collab with them. Maybe they'll hear this, and then they'll. So, what's a song you've heard? And there's probably a thousand of them, but a song you've heard that you wish you wrote. Um, I love everything that Jewel has done, and that would also be one of my mm. picks too to songwrite. Oh, yeah. Um, mm, great. I song heard right. her on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I was like my love for her increased and I didn't think that could happen. Um, but she, when she was going through her struggling years and being homeless and, mm -hmm. and playing out on the streets and didn't have any money or anything, she was homeless. Um, she wrote so many good things like who will save your soul. That was her oh, first song she ever wrote and she barely knew how to play guitar. And it, <laughs> wow. like, it's, it's so good. Like even Bob Dylan, when she yes. was on tour with her, would ask her about, like her lyrics and stuff. And so probably one of Jules earlier songs like hands or you're meant for me or who will save mm -hmm. your soul. Love that. <clears throat> so as we finish out here, 
um, let's say you had a friend of yours and they feel called to music. They, they, you know, when they're on stage, this is it. This is what they want to do with their life, but they're just really getting going. So what advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Um, it will be a struggle. The first few years are not fun. Like it's not, I mean, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. What we do is super fun. Even the hard parts are still better than any other job that you could ever have. True. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's a struggle at first because the first few years is learning who you are, learning what you want to say, learning your craft, learning how to connect with an audience, performing. So really, you just got to be a sponge the first few years. Soak it all in. Um, you don't know everything. So have as many coffee meetings, talk to as many people as you can, like build those connections and network and songwrite as much as possible for those first few years, because that's where you're going to get the cool raw material that like, that you can't really redo once you make it, you know? So yeah, yeah. I would say just the first few years, just work your butt off in whatever way that is that comes naturally to you and then find ways to get better at the things that don't like TikTok does not come natural to me. I can practice <laughs> TikTok. Oh my gosh. My husband's always like, did you TikTok today? And I'm like, no, <laughs> but those are things like, you know, I have to work on. What's funny is we've got a TikTok for the Chris Sandy show, but I've never do went, with it, yeah. done it yet. <laughs> it's just, you gotta, you gotta learn it. You know, you gotta be on it all the time to be good at it. So yeah. mm -hmm. and it's one of those things I'm like, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. So, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. But yeah, I would say just be ready for putting in the hard work for a few years before you expect any real cool things to happen. And then, it takes 10 years, man. They call it a 10 year town for a reason. So, and one thing yeah. I've learned when interviewing almost 500 people <clears throat> from rising people to the bigger people and everything in between, um, I've learned one thing that there, that there's always a little bit of luck involved, but you'll never get to the luck part. If you don't work your guts out at the be at first, oh, so you're not prepared. Not yeah. Ready. What yeah. do they call luck? They say preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, because again, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, so many people we've had on the show where they're like, you know, I was working my guts out and this and that. And all of a sudden, this person who believed in me opened this door. Yeah. And again, but the door, was but the door would not have ready. opened if they mm -hmm. didn't work. Their and guts honestly, out. like things are working for you that you have no idea at the time. So, like, yeah. don't be stressed out when, like, you're in your room and you feel like you don't have anything going on and you're just like, uh, what am I doing? Like mm -hmm. take a breath, be still like there's stuff working in the universe that you have no mm -hmm. idea. Someone's yeah. talking about you. Someone's showing somebody <coughs> that mm -hmm. door's being opened that you had no idea. So, you know, there is something to, to just letting things happen and, you know, just. And I love that. Like something happened yesterday that kind of floored us. Um, we had um, the actress and host Brooke Burke on. Oh, cool. And we were in the middle of the interview and we didn't expect this, but one of my, yeah. um, one of my podcaster friends put a comment up there talking about how my dream guest is Steve Harvey that I would make. He's like, Oh yeah. I want his story on our show. Cool. And and, and you pulled up, the and comment. I pulled up the yeah. comment, and he saw that, or she saw that, and, yeah, and so she, and... she said, "Oh, so you would love to have Steve Harvey on your show?" I said, "Yeah," and, and she's and, like, "Oh, I've been on his show so many." And so times, she so. pulls out oh. her phone, 
and goes to an Instagram story and she goes, I'm yeah. tagging Steven this. Now you do your pitch. <laughs> yeah, like a right so, so cool. it's funny that's the first time we ever had a live in a live you know? yeah so cool and you know what if you wouldn't have said it it wouldn't have happened so exactly got to be exactly. bold right like yeah. you did yeah. with gretchen yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so as we finish out here tell everybody how they can find you I mean, you can find me everywhere, even on TikTok. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at Jesse G Official, J E S S I E G Official, um, for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And then at Jesse G underscore music for Twitter. And then honestly, just go to jessegmusic.com if, if you're confused about where to find me. Uh, it has all the little links at the bottom to find everything. Um, yeah, I mean, follow me on everywhere. I post differently on all platforms. Like Instagram is probably my most personal posting platform because I just feel like that's more my community of friends and fans. And then, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook is like more, um, where you'd see my videos first come up. Okay. Um, and then TikTok is more, it's way different. It's like me doing trends. <laughs> So, yes, that's crazy TikTok. Yeah, you'll see the weirder side of me on TikTok. So <laughs> go over and follow yeah. me on all those and let's be friends. Um, sorry if I don't get your message right away, but eventually I'll see it. And hopefully I get to see everybody at a show next year. Love awesome. that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show we today. Did. And we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Yeah. And you guys will hopefully get to meet our little girl. That'll oh, be awesome. Love that. Looking forward to it. Yeah, make her make her a star. Yeah. yeah. She'll have the little cute little headphones on. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, you yes. have a great day. Thanks so much for Thanks your time. Chris today. And Sandy. You guys have a wonderful day. 